0: What's up, it's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. This This is the the 2020 2020 NFL Draft Draft Show presented presented by White Claw
1: on ESPN 1000, Chicago's Chicago's home for sports. sports.
0: What's up and welcome in. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000. And the brand new ESPN Chicago app, Jonathan Hood, with you. Glad that you are with me as we talk to you about what the Bears have done in the draft. Also, we'll keep you abreast of what has happened here in the second round of the uh, NFL Draft. But most importantly, the Bears. Bear down, right? The Bears finally get to the draft. No picks in the first round, as we know. It was funny to watch social media uh, yesterday where people were getting themselves ready. like, up oh, I'm ready for the Bears draft yesterday. No draft picks yesterday, but there were some today. Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame, a junior entry, one-year starter from Lake Barrington, Illinois, uh, was the team's number two receiver despite missing the first two games with a broken collarbone. Komet is one of the more NFL-ready tight ends in the class, according to OurLads.com. His size... His strength at the point of attack and soft hands will make him an every-down player. He will be able to get open against NFL safeties and cover linebackers. His length and ability to box out defenders like a power forward can make him an underneath uh, and red zone threat. Strong and tall with big hands and long arms, classic wide tight end build among some of the plaudits thrown in the way of Cole Komet. Uh, So the tight end was a position that had to be addressed, again, with the Jimmy Graham um, choice by Ryan Pace. That was just based on him being familiar with Jimmy Graham versus knowing a player that can be able to really make a difference. Uh, You said it. I said it as well. I just didn't understand the choice of having uh, Jimmy Graham, who didn't show much with the Packers, comes to the Bears here. And knowing that the Bears are bereft of quality at that position, they signed Jimmy Graham, and not just signed him, not just put him on the team, but just the type of money that they've invested in someone that's in the autumn of his career. That's the thing that was just so strange about it. And so here's Cole Komet, and again, the Bears the Bears have, what, 10 or 11 tight ends right now, and they've got to be able to will it down to, Cole Komet, who's going to be the best out of the group. Again, there's a difference between having a tight end that is a blocking tight end and a catching tight end. Cole Komet, as a college football fan, and someone who has watched Notre Dame here on the home of the Irish ESPN 1000, I know that he's a difference maker. He's the best tight end on the board. And if you tell me, Hood, they should have been looking at the white receiver. They should have been able to look at other receivers, looking at um, the offensive line, looking at the secondary, looking at the, off- the kicking game. All that is a problem for this Bears team and all of the stress that you might have as a Bears fan is based on what the Packers are doing and based on what the Vikings are doing because you can't help it as a fan but to look and see what the other team are doing in the division including the Lions by the way who have uh, one of the best secondary players in the draft they want to trade up and out of it but they could not so they are able to settle on someone that was very very good for their team and so my choice for the Bears. Was going to be a tight end amongst the choices they would have in the draft. They had to take a look at a tight end for sure, because even Ryan Pace, who put two years plus plus into um, into that player, into Jimmy Graham, even he had to say, uh, "I got to get younger at that position." Well, well, no blanks. Of course, you had to get younger at that position and more productive in that position. That's what Cole Komet is there for. So I- I'm glad that that happened. Now for Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson had some injury issues early in his career, but when we take a look at Jalen Johnson and and Tyler, I got to look at this my list again uh, of corners that were available. Jalen Johnson um, was not on the same level as uh, Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State, C.J. Henderson from uh, from Florida, uh, Christian Fulton from LSU. But Jalen Johnson was one of the best uh, cornerbacks in the top four, top five on my list. And he's from Utah and really did some great things for Whittingham uh, and that Utah program. Once again, they addressed a position of need, and they got their corner. Yeah, you got to, I mean, he slipped. And whether it was the injury concerns that maybe
1: faded some teams away from him, we don't know. But you got to like the value, at least, that you got at pick 50 for a guy who could have been a first rounder.
0: We turn now to Jeff Dickerson, who covers the uh, Chicago Bears for NFL Nation on ESPN.com, and my partner joins me here on ESPN 1000. Well, we talked uh, in the uh, kind of the pre-draft show, Jeff, talking about the needs for this football team. Tight end and corner was amongst the needs for the Bears. Mm -hmm. They addressed him here tonight.
1: They did, and we have spoken to both Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson just wrapped up his conference call, Jonathan, and I mean... I think clearly the shoulder concerns pushed him down to 50. Um, He just told us that he had three total shoulder surgeries. Um, One was on the right, and that's the one that he played through last year. He also, he said, had two surgeries on the other shoulder. Uh, Right now, though, he says it's all fixed. He's healthy. I mean, for the Bears to take him at 50, they clearly had to feel Good about the medicals. He couldn't go to Indy for the combine recheck. You know, couldn't come to Chicago for the Bears to look at him. But they obviously got what they needed and felt good enough to take him at that spot. So he's someone that felt that he should have been taken higher. And you know what? That's not a bad mindset for a guy to have. I think far too often, I've covered drafts, and I've talked to guys on conference calls that were just elated that the team took them in the second round or the third (laughs) round. Here's a guy who's kind of not happy because he kind of felt that he was one of the, the top corners, if not for the shoulder concerns. So he obviously will be given a chance to play immediately. And then Cole Komet is now one of 10 tight ends on the Bears roster, but, I mean, we know who the tight ends are going to be that are going to play. It's going to be Jimmy Graham. It's going to be Cole Komet. It's going to be Demetrius Harris. Anything else you get from Adam Shaheen if he makes the team, if he's around still this summer – I mean, that's just a bonus. So there are your three tight ends that you're going to really count on. And he was the best consensus tight end. You know, the numbers weren't staggering in college. What, 60 career receptions, I think, Jonathan, mm-hmm. for Cole Komet at Notre Dame? He's not a Jimmy Graham. So he's not, you know, purely just kind of built like a big, tall wideout. He feels that he's a little more versatile, uh, likes the contact, can play physical. And now I think it's, it's on the Bears to put him in the right system and, and put him in positions to succeed and grow as a player. So it was a position of need, certainly. He was the best tight end. And uh, they felt clearly that he was a better player on their board than any of the safeties they could have had at that spot. Uh, I think Johnson was the first corner taken today, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, after six going off the board yesterday, and then Diggs from Alabama went a pick after the Bears took uh, Johnson at 50, he went 51. So, they got the corner that, you know, was, I guess, the, the next best corner available. Yeah. And then they got their tight end, which they prioritized over whatever wide receiver or safety was available at that time.
0: I just think that in and people have said this already in the show and rightfully so, you know, you could have got just got Comet, the guy that you wanted, and not have Jimmy Graham. <laughs> you could have you could have done that, you know. I mean but you, you could've
1: yeah. and then Well then you're asking him you then you might be pushing him out of his comfort zone earlier than he needs to be. So Cole Comet was the best tight end, but Jonathan, this wasn't a good tight end class. Okay, Let's just make sure people understand that. You're talking about someone that had 60 career catches in college. The Bears have to have their number one tight end, have 65 catches next year. So right now, even though Jimmy Graham is coming off those two bad years in Green Bay, I mean, he has had a big career. So Who would be more likely in this offense next year, I'm talking about next year, to have bigger numbers as far as a receiver goes? Is it Jimmy Graham or Cole Komet? Now, I'm not saying Jimmy Graham is the Jimmy Graham of 2011, 2010 here, okay? But I'm just saying if you're looking at it in a one-year snapshot, because Jimmy Graham's guarantee is basically all next year. I mean, Jimmy Graham... If he sees the second year, that just means he had a good year. But I don't think anyone is saying that's a guaranteed thing, that he'll be here for more than one year. But I think that might be asking a little bit too much of Cole Komet in his first year, where you can spread that around a little bit. He can have Demetrius Harris, who's a pretty good wide tight end. He can work with him, who knows Nagy, who's supposed to be a, will be a great influence, I think, on Komet. You've got Jimmy Graham who can shoulder a little bit more of the load if he stays healthy. So I understand that point. I just don't know if right now at this stage of his career that Cole Komet would be someone that you say, okay, he's going to walk into the NFL and in his rookie year catch 60 to 70 passes. I don't think right now that's what he's built for.
0: Jeff Dickerson covers the Bears for NFL Nation. He's with us in the 2020 NFL Draft Show with Jonathan Hood, brought to you by White Claw on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. What is your letter grade for the wide receivers at this point for the Bears, Jeff? And, and the reason why we're g- I'm going to go into this with you is because right. you've already had some callers already saying, hey, if this is such a deep wide receiver uh, draft, and it is, by the way, but you can right. go 20 deep and, and find quality, uh, there's going to be some guys tomorrow that will be quality yeah. that can make a difference. So how do you assess the the wide receiver room now for the Bears?
1: I mean, look at look at what else happened in the second round. Van Jefferson comes off at 57, right, from Florida. Yeah, Denzel Mims comes off at 59 from Baylor. I've been writing and doing these conference calls, so I haven't been paying as close of attention to round three, but Antonio Gibson, I believe, went with the first pick of the third round to Washington. Now you might be talking about trading a future pick tomorrow to get back in maybe the fourth round. You know, right now we're on pick, what, 75? I don't know if the Bears would have enough or would want to get back in today, but I still believe, and if you talk to the evaluators who work with these guys, they'll tell you that you can get a good wide receiver still on day three. Now, does that mean you can wait until the Bears pick in the fifth round? Now, Jonathan, that I cannot say for sure, okay? So now, perhaps, the wheels start working for tomorrow where they get in earlier than that fifth round pick, and to do that... You might have to trade some future compensation for next year. But if it means getting the right wide receiver, a good wide receiver, that might be something you need to do because I would say the grade, I mean, I could just tell you right now, you know, Allen Robinson is an excellent possession guy. He's, he's a good, really good player. They're certainly uh, better off having him. He had, had a good year last year. He looks healthy. But after that, I mean, Anthony Miller has potential, but he's been hurt a lot. He's coming off another shoulder injury. Taylor Gabriel has been released. You know, Riley Ridley didn't show you a whole lot last year. You know, Javon Wims has never really broken through. So, I mean, my letter grade for the Bears' receivers right now, I would just say collectively has to be somewhere in that C plus range, right? And the only reason they get that high is because Allen Robinson has been so good. So, I think wide receiver is something they still have to look at and address. And uh, I'm just I'm interested to see exactly how they maneuver that tomorrow which is where I think the the, the trade action is going to come. But, but I mean, look, there's still a lot of time left in the third round. I mean, they want to get creative, and if there's the guy there they absolutely love, you know, why not? I mean, Pace isn't talking to us until the, the draft's over tonight. So we've got time. We've got time.
0: It's just it, – this NFL is just something, man. You can go to the mountaintop and go all the way to the basement. It's, just, it's tough, and it's predicated also what happens in the division – you know, and everything's toward, tailored toward the offense. Yeah, you want to have a strong defense and a, a good a strong uh, defense on the backside and your secondary, but Jeff, Allen Robinson, as you mentioned, like quality receiver, right? But then because you didn't play Riley Ridley, either something, like I saw Riley Ridley, he was a, a fine player at Georgia. He was yeah, not great. I thought he was a fine player, but you also have in that same room, Ridley and Wims, <laughs> both from Georgia. Like Wims is a straight, as a, a directional Wide receiver, like straight line receiver. He's more of a special teams guy than a, a wide receiver. Ridley didn't play enough for me to know what he can do for the Bears. And then you look at Anthony Miller, and that's kind of like thumbs in the bill with him too. So this is why there's some angst from Bears fans wondering, okay, who else can Trubisky or Foles throw to? Because that's not good enough.
1: Here's what I would what I tell people that ask the question, you know, why didn't Riley Ridley play more last year? Mm-hmm. Well, look. Let's look at this objectively, right? The Bears had a very bad offense last year. If they felt that he could make a big impact and change their fortunes, don't you believe fighting for a playoff berth, they would have played him more earlier in the year? There's no conspiracy to keep players off the field. This is the NFL. If you can play, if you can help them, if you're the best you're going to play. There are no politics here. It doesn't matter if you're a fourth-round pick. doesn't matter if you're a first-round pick. If you can help, you're going to play. So, obviously, he just wasn't showing them enough that he was going to be in a position to help them, and that's why. So, I mean, I would say that as a fourth-round pick last year, they're looking for a lot more from him this year, but because – he didn't challenge last year until the end, didn't really threaten until the end. I still think wide receiver is, is a big need. Now, if they come back and we talk to Pace tomorrow and they don't take a wide receiver and he starts mentioning Riley Ridley, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that's no. fine. You can believe yeah. that. But I don't have anything that's going to tell me right now that that's going to happen because if, if he would have been looking great at practice, right, if he would have been burning you up on the scout team, He would have played. He didn't play until the end. And he did a couple of things at the end, but I don't think enough to walk into this year and say that's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be a humongous part of what they're doing on offense.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your write up on this one on uh, on ESPN.com yeah. because I can't I can't even pin you down on saying what is going to happen tomorrow because no. of the of the needs. Like you and I both know, they need to address the offensive line and need a weapon for Trubisky or Foles at wide receiver. and you know, a- and you still are are you good to weak safety? By the way, I guess if you're going to have if Dion Bush or whomever is going to be there on the other side of Eddie Jackson, I guess that's okay. That's not a a pressing need, but it is something to look at.
1: Yeah, they did a safety, and that could happen tomorrow. Now, that pick tomorrow wouldn't be a guarantee. I mean, I think Deion Bush probably opens up as the number one, and then if they have – I've seen – listen, I have covered my friend. I have covered the the Al Afalavas of the world, right? I have seen the rise and fall of Kevin Payne. I've I've seen it all. So you can't tell me that a fifth or sixth round pick safety can't find his way into a starting lineup. It's just Chris Harris was a fifth round pick, I think, and he went on to have a great NFL career. You know, Major Wright was a high pick and he didn't do so well. Chris Conti, I think, was a third round pick, and that didn't that had some some mixed results there anything can happen at safety. But, uh, yeah, my write-ups, I think, tonight, I'm in a little more of a generous mood tonight. Ah. Because I am. Because, um, you know, first of all, as an Arlington Heights native myself, there's a part of me that's rooting for Cole Komet. Plus, he's a baseball player. You and I both love that. He was yes. a baseball player. Yeah. So I'm open-minded because I don't care that they have ten tight ends. They really have three. And they needed better tight ends, so I don't mind that. And corner was a need, and um, this is a guy that potentially could start. So uh, I was very kind and gentle. I think seeing the Wolf drafting for the Patriots a couple of hours ago really changed my perspective on the evening because I think once I saw that Wolf, once I saw the former, the future Bears general manager sitting in that chair in Nantucket making that uh, Division Two safety pick, I said, you know what. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night.
0: There's Virginia saying, we can't do any worse. Here's the wolf from the Patriots.
1: Ted, can you tell us why the wolf uh, maybe was better than some of the other candidates? Well, I mean, he's been around a winning culture for years now. And, the, I
0: mean, of course, the pedigree.
1: Of course. I mean, the wolf actually cuts the players from the Patriots. They send the wolf, and he goes <laughs> to the locker room, and he and they, he pulls them out by their shirt tails. And then if they if they mouth off, you know. The Wolf will, uh, will escort him out of the building. So uh, the Wolf, uh, he plays a big role in that operation. It's, it's Belichick, it's uh, Casero, I think it is, and then the Wolf.
0: Now I know uh, Patriots reporter Mike Reese, and now I know his, uh, the his source, <laughs> where right? He, where he gets his inside information from the, from the Wolf, from the, uh, the Patriots Wolf.
1: Hello, Mr. It's... Wolf.
0: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Brady's out, huh? Going to Tampa. Woo! All right. Have a good You're night.
1: Here. What? Gronk? Gronk is back to Tampa. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Division two safety. Oh, I got to write this in my notebook for Saturday morning. <laughs> woo. You too, Wolfie. <laughs> he was a wolf
0: right there in Belichick's room. I don't know why he was in there.
1: Well, he makes the well, picks. I mean, it's, it's a cutthroat mentality.
0: <laughs> Thank you, my friend, as always, for your time.
1: They tried to pin the flake it on the wolf, too, but he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's on Tom.
0: Woo. I would love for a New England reporter to ask him about the wolf, Bill. What do you think about what's what's with that wolf in the in your home? <laughs> with that Whoa, 1990s wolf. furniture?
1: What wolf? <laughs> exactly. Well, he doesn't make the wolf available to interview. You're not taking no. the bear's job. No, not good enough for yet. <laughs> Woo! No, 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 Bad job.
0: No, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you very much, Wolf. All uh, right. We pre- we appreciate your time
1: and your friendship, the Wolf Pack.
0: There he is, everybody, the the wolfing Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears for NFL Nation on ESPN.com. Want to get your thoughts in here. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down on the Bears draft. 312-332 ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Bears address the tight end spot and the corner spot. We're going to get your thoughts on that as we move forward here as the twenty twenty NFL Draft Show continues after this. Brought to you by White Claw.